account of his life from the beginning and through to the end. They set out to tell us the good news because that's what the word gospel means. And we're gonna have a look at each of the four gospels and the symbols that some Christians have given to them. Now the four symbols are actually taken from Ezekiel and later on in um, Advent, we're going to look at those. And different Christian traditions give different symbols to the gospels, but the ones I've chosen are these. Could we have the Matthew slide up please? In some traditions, St. Matthew's symbol is a man. And you can see here some depictions. Sometimes it's a man with wings and sometimes it's a man without. But what happens all the way through St. Matthew's gospel is that he constantly looks backwards into the Old Testament and links the Old Testament with the new. And what Matthew is telling us as his good news is that our God is a faithful God. All through history, right through the Old Testament, into the New Testament, through the New Testament and beyond into eternity, God has a plan. Although we messed up the relationship with him, and we have that story back in Genesis, God always wanted to bring us back into communion with him, into a good relationship with him. Can we have the next slide please, Hugh? So his plan was always to save his people. So I'm going to draw don't know whether you can see that. I've drawn two scrolls. The one on this side is my Old Testament scroll. And the one on this side is my New Testament scroll. And there is Jesus in the middle, linking it all together. And then I'm gonna write Faithful. We have the next slide, please, here. Jesus is the one who links the Old Testament with the New Testament. In him and through him, God's salvation is worked out. And all the way through what we have, what we are reminded of over and over again is that God is faithful to save. Do we have another slide on Matthew? So what I want us to look at now, just for a few moments in silence, is to look back at your life and to see the places where God's guiding hand has been there for you, where God's encouragement has led you to do something new and different for him. And as you think of that, give him the praise that's due his name.
Thank you, Lord, that your hand is on our lives. That you have a plan for each one of us and a plan for the salvation of the whole of creation. We give you thanks and praise for your faithfulness to us. Amen. We thought about the God of history and now we're going to sing about God's plan through history. And the second is from Mark. Now Mark is quite short and you can in fact read it through in one sitting. And one of the things that will strike you about Mark is that he always seems to be in a hurry. The number of times Mark says at once or immediately or straightway or suddenly is just amazing. What Mark is trying to, to tell us is that there is an urgency about the gospel. It's important. It's important that we get it out there. He doesn't have any of the birth stories at all. He goes straight in with John the Baptist heralding the coming of Jesus. His gospel starts in the wilderness. And his symbol which looks actually more like a sheep, is a lion. Honor, you can do me a much better lion than that. And underneath that, I've written urgency. I don't know that lions are noted for being urgent, but when they do pounce, they bounce quite quickly. Mark wants to remind us that we need to get a move on. That time is short. The mark symbol, a lion, often with wings. And the second one, please, here. There is a sense of urgency, a sense of getting on with it. How urgent do we feel is getting out the message, the gospel, the good news of Jesus, to a world that is hurting. May we have the next slide, please, Hugh. God is calling us to action, and some of it is urgent action. One of the things we need to think about as a community of God, as a people of God, as a church, is where is God calling us to urgent action now? What should we speak, be speaking out about? And then on a personal level, where is he calling each of us? Where is he calling me to speak out the gospel urgently to individuals or into situations? Where do you feel that God is calling you to urgent action now? Let's spend just a few minutes thinking about that.
Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have placed a call on each of our lives and that you have gifted us to answer that call. Heavenly Father, we ask now that you would show us where it is you want us to speak out the gospel of Jesus. Where is it? To whom is it that we should go? And Lord, as your church, what are the issues that you want us to be calling people out on now? Give us a sense of urgency, Lord, because Jesus said you do not know the hour or the day when the Lord will come again. These prayers we offer in and through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So the first gospel was Matthew. The second gospel is Mark. And the third gospel is Luke. And Luke does have some stories of the birth of Jesus. His symbol is an ox, sometimes an ox with wings, which strikes me as slightly strange, but there you go. But the ox is often a symbol of sacrifice. But one of the things you'll see when you read through Luke's gospel is that he often has stories about the lost or the lonely. Can we have the next slide, please, Hugh? There are encounters with people who were often left out, with people who were shunned by society. In fact, in his first story, in the story of the birth, he has angels appearing to shepherds. Now, shepherds were not highly thought about by the respectable because they spent so much time out on the hills, they couldn't always follow all the regulations about washing and being there in the temple and sacrificing and things. But all through Luke's gospel, he has Jesus encountering people who are ill. He has him talking to women whose place in society was not high in the time of Jesus. He has, them, he has him talking to people who aren't even Jews. This was a sacrificial lifestyle of Jesus who spent his time with people in encounter, in healing, in forgiveness, but most of all, in love. Can we have the next slide, please, Hugh? Let's think for a minute. Who are the left out and ignored in the world today? I'm going to draw an ox, but I've only got halfway through it. But underneath, I've written the word everyone. This gospel's not just for the respectable. It's not just for the people with money or people who are clever. 
it's not just for families. So think for a moment, who are the left out and ignored in the world today? And ask yourself, is there an individual? Is there a cause? Is there a group? Is God calling you to serve the lost or the lonely? And how will you respond to that? Heavenly Father, we thank you that your heart is for the whole of your creation. That you do not want to lose one single person. That every life is precious to you. We cry out for those in this world who feel neglected, who are lonely, who do not have a voice. We pray for those who are in despair because of illness or poverty or lack of meaningful work. Lord, help us, your church, to reach out Help us to speak out. Help us to share not only the knowledge of your wonderful love, but share from the abundance of the blessings that you've bestowed on us. All this we ask. In Jesus' name. Amen. And as a reminder of the sacrificial life that Jesus lived, his death and his resurrection, we're going to sing The Servant King. The first three Gospels are often called the Synoptic Gospels, and that's because they seem to have used some of the same stories. They run kind of side by side. There are sayings of Jesus that appear in all of them. There are miracles that appear in all of them. Uh, but St. John's Gospel doesn't seem to have the same kind of format. It's even less of a life of Jesus than the other three. And John's symbol is an eagle. An eagle because he seems to be able to see a long, long way. 
We don't know whether St. John is the same St. John that wrote the letters of St. John and who wrote Revelation as well. But if it is, he has a really wide view of what, of who Jesus is and what he does. It's from St. John's Gospel that we get possibly the most famous Bible verse in, in the whole world. And that is, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And so I want to put love as my word for St. John's Gospel. There are seven symbols in John's gospel, seven I am sayings. And all of them are about how Jesus is there to be the one we need, to be our bread, our sustenance, to be the gate that will lead us into the Father's presence, to be the shepherd that will look after us. That through Jesus, we see the love of God and what it can mean for each one of us, how it will be the sustaining force, how it will be the way to, to God, how it will be what we need to come back into that relationship with God, which God longs to have with us. John describes Jesus as the word and that links right back even before the Garden of Eden, so the very creation of the world itself, because God spoke and it was. In Jesus, we have all the creative power of God in a single human being. We have all the wonderful love of God in a single human being. We have all the grace and mercy and truth and beauty of our God in a single human being. And through John's writings, we have this picture of who God Jesus is and how his life, his death and his resurrection work together in God's great salvation plan. Have the next slide to you, please. John wanted his readers to understand God's plan in Jesus. He has Jesus right at the beginning of creation and there right at the end of Revelation when we have a new heaven and a new earth. But John doesn't want us to keep this to ourselves. So where is it? that God is calling you to tell your story. No one can deny my story. I know it. Nobody can deny your story. You know it. Your story, your life, you as a person are a powerful testimony to the love of God. So where is it that God is calling you to tell your story? Where is it that God is calling me to tell my story so that others may come to know Jesus for themselves 
And when they know him, to love him. And when they love him, to come to God's salvation for their life for themselves. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the pictures we have in John of your sustaining love. A love that feeds us, a love that leads us where you would have us go, a love that cradles us and shelters us, a love that empowers and energizing us. By the power of your spirit, Father, Help us to be those who take your love out into a world that needs it. Help us to be your hands, your feet, your eyes, your voice. For we ask in the name of Jesus. It wasn't until I'd finished all these that I'd realized that the four words, the initials spell fuel. If you want an engine to go, it needs fueling. If you want your body to work, you need to put fuel in it. And it seems to me quite by accident that these four gospels give us the fuel we need the faithfulness of God to sustain us, that sense of urgency on our hearts to get on with whatever it is that God wants us to do. That the love of people shown through the way we act and the way we speak will be a witness to how God loves and longs to save everyone. But above all, that love will be the symbol of our lives, the expression of our faith, and the sustaining power that will enable us to be the people God would have us be. Let's spend a few moments in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that the world that you created is good. That you saw it as beautiful. But Lord, we acknowledge that we have spoilt it. That our greed, our ignorance, our selfishness, have marred your creation, spoiled our relationship with you, damaged our relationships with others.
but you are the same Lord whose property is always to have mercy. And as we confess our shortcomings and our failures, you are swift to forgive. We pray for those around the world who are suffering at this time from war, from injustice brought about by poor leadership, those devastated by natural disaster. We pray for the families of those who have died in conflict or through illness. We pray for your comfort and your love on them. We pray for those whom we know at this time who are mourning, those of our fellowship who are ill, or anxious, or despairing. Lord, help us to be those who reach out and show your love through word and through action. And Lord, we want to give you thanks and praise for all that you are for us for the creative power shown in the universe, but also shown in each of our lives, for your love, which overflows and which no man can measure. We thank you for sending your son. We thank you for his life, an example to follow for his death where sin was defeated and for his glorious resurrection that we too may live forever with you. Amen.